This is the Way Podcast. If you want to know more about the Way Podcast, go to podcasttheway.com. All right, and this is on FM 91.7, WHUS to us at the top of the hour. Today's topic is the music industry with my guest today, Slavic Livens. Now, he's a producer in the music industry, and yeah, how are you doing today? Good, good. Just really quick, too. Uh, just, it's not an error to call me a producer, but I'm mostly an engineer. Sound engineer. Yeah, well, okay. sound audio engineer, yeah. <laughs> everything, everything audio. Producer, too, but the main focus is definitely an engineer. Gotcha. I'm, uh, I'm, I like science more than the other stuff. Science more than the other stuff. Oh, so you like the soundboards and the technical side? More like a frequency and its vibrations. Yeah, I think I saw you did a Reddit, Ask Me Anything, and you mentioned that somebody asked, like, what do you like about what you do or something? And I forgot what your response was, but it's something about frequencies. Um, it fascinates me. I, I, it, it started from just doing music as a, a musician to going and being an engineer to being a producer, being an artist, and then I'm coming back into more, more, more engineer than anything else to go on whatever engineer audio can be. So from recording to mixing to mastering to acoustics, acoustic design, testing, so all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're the one who like set the organize the studio, make sure everything sounds great. And the producer is more. What's the difference, I guess? Producer. Well, nowadays mm -hmm. it's uh, everybody's a lot of pro producer here in let's say in english language would be nowadays i'm sorry would be called the one that making the music then they when they write music they would bring into engineer to make it into something maybe like arrangement or sound wise where you know um you bring me key uh kick drum i mean drums uh guitars and vocals and i'll put together as somebody else can hear and be like oh yeah it sounds like a song you know so somebody can make it sound like somebody else would you know say like a song like i guess harmony of frequencies okay i got you and yeah. i see you kind of have a studio well you got the soundproofing behind I have you a, it's this is not even the studio this is just kind of like my little room i just you know i'm crazy about sound it carries with you like everywhere you go dude not necessarily carries but Everywhere I go and I like to stay, I need to create like a little, little something. Unless the studios, there's this one studio in Chicago called Pressure Point, and this, just the sound there, I don't know, like, like, I don't know if I, I used to have a studio of my own for about 10 years, and I thought I had a great build out, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I haven't been around for such a long time to know the difference. And then 10 years of my own, I, changed it a couple times my studio and then i went to this one studio in chicago and man it was just there was i just fell in love with the sound i mean they have a nice equipment but the sound of the room there's something i think from there on you know it's just once you it's, it's almost like an understanding something so i don't know if i explain again you were asking me about the producer but you know more or less it's all in one, but the engineer is more technical and producer more, you know, musical instruments. Okay, I, I think I understand the difference. Technical versus just like how it's coming together, like the music. Yeah, yeah. Like a producer back in the day would be the guy who organized the session. So 
I still got to, I've been doing it for over 20 years. So I've been on many, many aspects of the industry when it was at the top and bottom. At the top again, which I think now is at the, it's kind of like you're a game stock, just going up. <laughs> I know. Hopefully it keeps going up too. I also invested in a cryptocurrency, Dogecoin, mm. and I'm up 17% today. So hopefully it keeps going up. <laughs> how, how do you know when to start, stop and pull it out? I mean, you technically how, don't. It's strategy. You're going to just hold on to it? The stock market is literally gambling, even though some people like know the science behind it. So I'm saying this as far as your own. I'm just purpose. gambling. Yeah. Like, I don't know when to say. So you're going to, you're going to, you, what do you have a stop point where you're going to be like, next week, I'm definitely going to pull it out? Well, the point is, is for a year. Funny thing is, when this airs, it'll be about two, three weeks out. So I'll know the answer by then. But as of right now, for future me, hopefully I made the right choice. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, GameStop, when it reaches a thousand. So right now that's, it's at 300. Mm -hmm. so that's when you said 1,000, you're going to start thinking about pulling out? I th Well, I'll start thinking probably like even Friday or next week if it starts going down. But 1,000 is my goal. Like if it reaches that, I'm selling. I'm not going to get too greedy. Gotcha. But like, that's a good one, right? Yeah, but if it like falls, like it dropped to 180 early this morning, and now it's at like 290, so that's like a big drop. Mm -hmm. I was, If I was awake, I would have been worried. <laughs> If I didn't sleep late. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I, I, I tried a few times. I don't know if it's necessarily for me at this moment. It's it's that whole thing of you got you almost have to buy and leave and never, not never, but like, you know, 10 years, five years. Oh, yeah. This whole um, all day, every 10 minutes, I'm addicted. I have to like keep looking. Yeah, at my that's phone. right. Exactly. So that's why I had to stop it because I, I got into that. It's like, like some people love video games. For me, the same thing. I think one point I... I start playing, and then next point is six hours later. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> six hours I pass. I missed the clock. <laughs> yeah, completely. I mean, it was great, but I was like, all right, I gotta pay attention to that's that's the tendency, you know, with me. Yeah. So, it like, would like sound like an obsession a little bit, right? Yeah, and probably like, did you start like making yourself like when you're in the studio working? Do you kind of lose track of time? Or did was like playing video games getting into your audio producing um, time, the way, audio engineering uh, in, time? Yeah, you know, in the studio time mostly because it's it's professional business and I'm working with the clients. I'm actually very conscious of what's going on unless the client will say like it doesn't matter. Usually we have a start and stop time, right, so yeah. I'm definitely aware of the time. So what you're saying with the music and stuff? I mean, not music, the frequencies. I feel like that's a blessing and a curse. Like it's a blessing because now you have a good understanding. Like you know what you're hearing, you understand like how you can do your job better than most people. But is it a curse where like you get some headphones and you're like, oh, I don't like these, or you're walking in the street and it just sounds kind of off to you? I think something like that, right? Like definitely hard to see uh, live comedy because most of the time they don't have a good system, or it's like a you know, room like some kind of a something where the sound starts slab back to you, and I hear that delay very distinct. Like I'm able to differentiate with the main sound and delay, and it just I start getting like I don't like it. It's like a small echo, or there's a delay when he speaks. Yeah. So no, literally like a small echo, like slab back, like da 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 da. Like every word has that a lot lower, obviously, oh. but yeah, and it bothers me. So right, so the comedy has to you know. So usually I try not to go 
Of course, nobody goes nowadays, but I'm saying, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> BC before COVID, you know, when we used to do stuff. Yep. The good old days that are like, oh, when I go to see a comedy show, I'm going to have to focus on that. Especially, no, like, well, I, I have to now, though. You put in my brain. Right. I'll try not to, but like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like those big ones, like when you see the famous comedians like uh, Gabriel Iglesias or Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. They get like those big. Is it the same with those big auditoriums? It's probably yeah. No, even. absolutely right. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, I've seen him. It was incredible. Mo- really? Most of the time, it's good in the big places, but like a smaller venues where the wall is have um, what do they call? Uh, maybe just regular bricks. It's, if it's bricks, it's it's a different surface and it's bouncing off the brick surface. It has a little slapback. And if a lot of it, and I'm sitting, and maybe like it's amplified somehow, like you know, you know, those a lot of those places are not built for that, right? It's just whatever. You just need a, a acoustic. It's more it's built actually for a band more than anything else. And a person is not loud enough to be a band without a mic. So he, they're just saying things and starts start. You know, we, we're hearing at a thousand. You know what? What's the speed of sound? A thousand miles, four thousand feet a second, oh. bounce back. And they're not loud enough to like overpower that, like bands. So they're not, right, but they're so they're little. It's like like you said, they're like a little little echoes. That's that, like, like um, bothering me, and I, I can't listen to it anymore. Wow. All right, noted. That's like you ever see um Joe Rogan, or you know mm-hmm. Joe Rogan? Yeah, mm-hmm. like he had on um, this old studio where he had like a desk across between him and who he's talking with he had a brick wall there's like a brick didn't they put wall. drapes they didn't have drapes drapes on the guest side so yeah i forgot about that so he had a brick wall behind him and 100%, then yeah no exactly but you know you you got the directional mic how was it re20 so yep, you, you're RE20. like right here type of stuff but if you right here by the time your your sound gets to the mic the sound from the wall from my mouth bounces back and also gets to the mic so the closer you are, the less of that sound from the mall gets into it, number one, or it just becomes so quiet that you don't that, notice. That's why, like, when I got trained with the radio, that was, like, the first thing they said, like, to literally speak into this. Yeah. And I've been so casual, like, talking back here and you stuff. the room sound. The yeah. past two days, well, the past two interviews, I was like, wait, no, I got a rule one, like, the first page. And like I told you, I got this padding thing behind me, but I don't think it matters as much. You, you the, the the key, if you really want to, you want the secret. Yeah, of it's course. Above you. you have to, you have to hang it above you. That's the and to put a little rock below you and hang it above. You know, maybe not here, but I'm talking about the ceiling. That's that's it. That, you don't have to do anything behind you. The mic takes care of itself because it's a cardioid pattern, and it's just it, you know stuff phasing out but those two things are the most because you, you your your room seems as far as i can tell just a little farther it's longer than the ceiling right the ceiling what about eight feet oh yeah def- definitely yeah ceiling probably yeah like eight feet yeah yeah i mean you know probably it's like actually not that hard across. to do it's not that hard to do i'm not talking about hanging that mattress that might be no wait what were you talking about? Like hanging this or like just no, hanging, hanging something? Hanging a pa- something above you, right. right. Like they're called in, in acoustical terms, it's called a cloud. So you like a little panel, you know. Yeah. Like huh. that. So the sound just, you know, so it bounces back, let's say, and you're going somewhere else. In like classrooms, uh, 
back a few years ago when I was at UConn, they had like the ceilings, they sort of were like just squares and then holes between each square, like all across the ceiling. Like that's the new sure, trend. Yeah. Probably for that reason. The the holes between the ceilings are almost not necessarily necessary. They do kind of what's called a trap sound on top of the so basically the sound goes to the panel goes through the hole and then when it's trying to come back down now it's trapped by that ceiling that's where the holes are there to kind of let sound go through but the 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 main thing is it's just a lot cheaper to do that versus do the whole thing because then you really have to do you're really only doing it on the sides and that's where it's getting trapped and then this part is you know but like i said it's a lot more work this is more well you're talking about more optimal yeah, you sound like you're kind of like a scientist with this stuff. I mean, it's like your field. I've been, I've been so. getting, for the past couple of years, I got this interesting gig that working with Chicago Public Schools. So mm-hmm. building studios there, like, you know, at least when I was doing it with, uh, by myself with, let's say, a partner, we had a studio and I helped them build another studio. It's more of like collective here. I had to do it on my own. And it's like, you know, it's a public school, so... You either do it right away or you're like they kind of you know get somebody else so it was very interesting so i had to learn a lot in a short amount of time and it was like pressure to do it and you know it was i think i just went and got a big chunk nice i mean that sounds like pressure but like speaking of pressure i see like a list of like artists you sort of worked for like um john legend uh, G. Herbo, Snoop Dogg, Chief Keef, like Juice World, stuff like that. Like, what did you do with them? Or like, was there pressure with that? We actually, uh, the, so the latest song we did was that statement from G. Herbo. So he kind of, G. Herbo is an artist, everybody knows, probably a rap artist. So yeah, I'm a big uh, fan of him. I, I was a few weeks too late to buy his record. Mm. Like the physical guy started uh, getting into that trend. And it was up for a while, but I just forget, like, missed it by that that much. Uh, it's it, it's sad, actually. Today is a little bit sad day. His friend got shot. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, something, some kind of weird situation. Anyway, but, you know, um, so he released a record statement. It was really not a prepare. It was, like, overnight. They just sent me. He recorded somewhere else, and then they sent me, and I finalized it. And then they just put it wherever they put Spotify or whatever you mess just released. So that's that's what pretty much I do. Usually I I record some, but a lot of times the stuff gets sent to me. So with her back in the day, maybe like two, three years ago, I would be in the studio with him for eight hours. But now he a lot more mobile. He just goes places and you know, wherever he's at, he like records and then sends it to me. When you say finalized, what do you mean like clear it up or like you're talking about producer so i i'm I, at that point i'm not a producer producer would be a guy who made the beat yeah but you said like he would send something your way and you'd finalize it right right so let's say sometimes it's mixing sometimes it's ma- what's called mastering so finalize in those terms mixing i would be putting some effects maybe cutting maybe cleaning some of the vocals stuff like this and uh mastering is I don't remember what I did at that point, but pretty much just, I guess, you know, made it sound so it could be with, so it sounds as good as whatever his other stuff is or as comparable. So let's say if you, if you did it 
uh, kind of low, I would bring the volume up. If if some of the low end is a little too loud, I would turn it, tuck it back a little. So, you know, if his vocals are poking up too much versus his other stuff, I would bring it down. So yeah, I would, that's the that, that thing I call finalize. Gotcha. I call it mastering. Oh, okay. I've heard that term before. Yeah. What about like, so you said you banned the studio with him before, like two, three years ago. What's yeah. uh, that's like, like what's it, what's he like or what, what is that work like? That work like is sometimes it just goes super quick and sometimes we're like chilling for like hours at a time. Is there a lot of like pot in the studio or like? Yeah, a lot, a lot. That's what I think. Usually he's the guy who smokes a lot. And I think one of the reasons that I haven't been in the studio with him lately is because most of the time I tell you, I, I found this one room in Chicago and they don't want people smoking in the room. So I think I think that's what it, what happened. There were a couple of times he was trying to come in and I wanted to be in this room and he didn't want to usually you got to go like let's say to a lounge. He wants to smoke in the he wants to smoke all the time. I mean that's kind of like a creative juice or you know stuff like that. Yeah. Right? So smoking all the time then you go on the mic lay he could lay a whole song in one take. Maybe a little couple punches but you know he would have an idea. Like you know a lot of times people we try to do like I know a lot of people write like words or you know a sentence. By the time he gets to the mic, it's usually like a chunk, like a complete verse, complete verse and a hook, which is cool. And sometimes, like I said, it, we were just sitting there, you know, either he smokes, we're just kind of chilling, maybe listening to some other stuff. And usually, listening to music, some kind of music where maybe he's trying to write to you or he's thinking about. Or maybe need some changes. Well, I know like too much. Huh? No, no, no. You're supposed to talk. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, please talk as much as you can. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going off the subject or something. Oh no, hundred percent. Literally, if you want, if you have something to talk about, it's on subject. (laughs) Well, just it was Herb. I've been working for the past couple records that he had, and I think it's always the same, the same process. Just he records tons of material. And then we slimmed down to whatever it is. Like, I think Savaro was like 20 songs. I don't remember. Or was it some uh, kind of a deluxe? Album? Yeah. And then you just did the deluxe, and that was, yeah, like 20 at least, I think. Yeah. So I'm saying he's got tons of material, tons of material. Yeah. And that, like I said, that statement he just put out because there was stuff in the news. And yeah. he's like, that's a perfect time to be an artist. Great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I know some artists like, um, like you say, he comes in like and says makes a song like that. I know, mm-hmm. like Juice World, you worked with. Did you work with him, or did you just do work for him? I did work for him. Okay, so because I know when he's in the studio, he actually like his last album. He would just freestyle every song on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's very talented. Yeah. Off the top of the head, sadly passed away. I bought his album, I'm waiting for that to come in. Mm. But you worked with um, Gr. But who else were you? Well, actually, he's from uh, Chicago too, right? Yeah, they're both from Chicago, and both they're both close. So once you work with Herb, you're kind of working with Juice World, with Twenty One Savage, and a few other people that, you know, are part of that whole kind of. Actually, no, Twenty One is from somewhere else, from Atlanta, but I think Atlanta. You know, yeah, Queen Key is one of the girls. Santa, they're all on this one label that, like, you know, kind of start Herb just there star artists right now but they got some other good coming up stuff 
So wait, who else did you work with like in the studio? I just want to read some more names like Gunna, Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert, Jeremiah. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, Gucci, oh, yeah. Gucci Mane, right. Gucci, interesting story. Uh, was when you work with him, you start work like at eight, nine in the morning. <laughs> really? At least I maybe I've never worked with him when he was starting out, but nowadays it's it's very early. Like I said, when do you want to start? You 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 think you probably want to start like three. And you want to start at 12. He's like, no, can we do nine? Okay. Like I said earlier, I'm waking up at like 10 o'clock. That's yeah, early. right. <laughs> no, nine o'clock, he's in the studio. So you got to get that alarm set. Like we said earlier, you got your alarms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Right. I uh, usually wake up. I have a, I just recently became a dad. And so, congratulations. You know, thank you. So she just wakes up at a certain time. And no so that could what. be your alarm clock. In the morning, yeah, all the time. I have a. I, I don't think I can sleep right now past nine, even if I want to. Usually, because usually I get up like seven thirty-eight. Gotcha. Yeah. So you have um, a studio in uh, Chicago now. What's it called again? Chicago. Oh, the this. right now the room that I'm talking about is called Pressure Point Studios. I guess yeah, but I was thinking of. Don't you have a what is it? Chicago Audio Mastering. Chicago Audio Mastering. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been working on that and stuff. You got to that point, but in the beginning, you came from uh, the Soviet Union, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what made you uh, want to come to America? And then in America, how did you build up to where you are? Well, my parents decided that for me as far as coming to America. Yeah. Once we got here, it was either being a musician, which I thought I want to do, but I didn't want to do because, you know, you got to get this crazy test in college. You have to, like, learn uh, some songs or something for, like, exam to be a musician. I don't know. To, like, play to the this... guitar or drums or something? They haven't seen Yeah, before. for, like, a couple, couple big pieces. For the, I don't know, maybe it's the program that I, I didn't know. You know, I literally came in the middle of high school here. So I moved in the middle of high school. Yeah. And by the time I got to college, so in, like, a year and a half after that, I came, now it's the college, so I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, um, so literally, I didn't want to play an instrument or learn something new to get to school because I didn't really, I used to play trumpet. So you have to play some kind of big, two big pieces. It's not like you have to play two pop songs. You have to play some kind of a, an exam. You got to play, I don't know, like two minutes each piece of some kind of a classical or, you know, something like that. Is this for like just... um? like regular school like why um like a you music school i guess i don't know this is the one that i was applying a couple of them or my parents thought that i i don't know is i would think like most people think between like uh accounting or business or engineering or being a like doctor or something like that you um no yeah no i was going after you were set for like the music path like you knew that's what you want to do n- definitely not no I, I just said that was one of the paths that i could have chosen and good thing i didn't because I didn't want to do it, but that passed said, yeah, I'm an immigrant. You come in, you, your, you know, pressure is your parents expect you to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a computer programmer. Those are the three choices. There is no, if you're accountant, you're already kind of little to the left already. Music is way of the radar. So yeah, I actually went to study chemistry, and. Not that I wanted to be a doctor. And during that time, I was just doing a lot of music my own. And I was, you know, back and forth. Like, should I do it? Should I not? And, you know, I didn't, especially at that time, I didn't know anybody who 
call it made it or not made it, right? Yeah. I know a bunch of kids from my high school still trying to make it. Yeah. Stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I, I've been doing this for such a long time. Like I said, I started when I, I don't know, I told you, started when I was seven. And uh, it, I think trumpet, interesting uh, story. I, I started playing trumpet just because somebody else started playing trumpet, right? A bunch of kids went to music school and signed up for some courses. Yeah. And back in Soviet Union, it's all free, so you can sign up for anything. 200 courses if you want to take it. So you go in, and I don't know how it is right now, but definitely you go in. So I started playing it for a couple of years. And then I started developing allergies. And I think allergies started developing into asthma. And I think my parents took me to a doctor, and the doctor said he has to continue playing trumpet or he's going to get asthma. So, so it's preventing that. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I was like, I, 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 I got stuck playing the trumpet, not because yeah. I wanted to, but now it's like a preventive measure, which it worked. Good, yeah. I never got it. So people I still say, got allergies, but no one never developed into asthma. People say music is like a medicine, but I never heard it as like a legit physical kind of medicine. Yeah. Wow. That's like in some kind of a different, different kind of medicine, I think, between, you know, the old school medicine and the new school different topic i found out i heard recently there's like a musical psychotherapy or something like people who have like depression or anxiety and stuff they're clinically like diagnosed given music or something like told to listen to this genre i don't know how i just heard like the title of it but yeah yeah i think through through ages it's i think it's it was like that right music does something to you yeah i still wonder like what is about music that we like like why do you you hear a melody, why do you like the melody? Or you hear a bass, why do you like the bass? Because if you think about it, like it's literally just frequencies, just a bunch of different fre- mm. frequencies in our ear, like me speaking, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think. So. I. I think there. There is something to it. I. 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 I also like sci-fi a lot, and I remember. I remember there was a book, some kind of a, where, at one place, point of time, they figured out all the frequencies and what they for. So there is this factory when they are doing some kind of calculations and kind of like over the intercom or something, they're doing this slow, like let's say it's five hertz. Human ear can't hear it. So it's a five hertz frequency that's going through that place. And everybody who is working there being productive on such a level. And there's a room next door that's doing 12 hertz. And they figure out what frequency for which uh, production. Is that like nonfiction or sci-fi? No, it's a fiction, sci-fi. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying from that on, I kind of, I I believe there is some to it. Kind of like we like harmony, certain harmony or certain distortion makes us feel more angrier, let's say, or, you know, or out, more alert. Maybe yeah. angry is not a good place. Alert, right? The more, the more ksh- yeah, I know. Like, if you do you know, there's a rapper called Denso Curry, and he uh loves like to just use bass in all of his songs, like for like he loves the distortion bass. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I know if you give your kid, if you if you're studying for a test or something, and you listen to Beethoven, you'll actually perform better on the exam, just because like something about the Beethoven music brings sure, that out it's, of it's, you. It's right. It's it's like calming and a little bit, little bit alert at the same time. Where if you if you listen to 
um i don't know like that that uh, what's the guy's name i don't know oh the one i just said yeah oh uh, denzel curry yeah what do you think if you study and listen to him <laughs> you're gonna have to pay attention to the words yeah i can't even listen to music when i would study yeah it always distract me because i hear the words right some to it some people can if you um ever listen to podcasts there's this one called Twenty Thousand hertz it's like mm-hmm. one of those big ones mm-hmm. and um all they do is talk about sounds in like each episode like one episode will be about like uh like uh new york city and like how there's this constant sound going on and like there's just rant they think of a sound topic and they just like dive into it i highly recommend it i i, I definitely like rogan it's, it's just i don't like that it takes so long to listen you know yeah, so sometimes like hours. yeah it's like yeah. i mean it's great but i mean you know, I, would, I mean, he. I, I like the idea that sometimes you can get uh, in an hour and a half or two hours, something comes out, but I don't want to necessarily wait for that, you know, because I don't know how, how often you listen to podcasts. I go on podcasts, like different ones, Joe Rogan, I'll go on YouTube, I'll just see like the 10 minute, like best clips from best episodes. Clips. Yeah. Sometimes I, I just put one podcast, let's say Joe Rogan, and listen over certain days or weeks sometimes for one yeah. then like i can't kind of like you i can't really devolve a lot of like hours of just listening to it. i forgot to say before too like he used to have that bricks uh half studio like i said but now he's got this new one where it's like the whole studio yeah, is this you, yeah you've seen that thing yeah it's, he's got actually those those panels that you're talking about this is from a place that i've used before it's called gk acoustics and you know, like that whole kind of like a design that goes around, right? That whole thing. Yeah, that whole like. Those are pan- acoustical panels. Each of those flat ones and like. Yeah. Is there a reason they have those like squiggles in them versus like the ones behind you? It, no, it's, it's That's just, just aesthetic. It's, it's a cool thing, right? But both of them should have some kind of a space with the more space, be- not the more, the right space behind it. And like, you know, and he's, he's got like lights, like right here, there would be a light. And kind of like, well, it's a design. It's yeah. your yeah, incredible design. But they kind of bump out, and like, is that like the classroom I said before, where the sound gets behind it, I guess, trapped, mm-hmm. and them and they themselves absorb the sound, the high, the low frequency. For, I heard for the for the high end, you really don't need. It. You can put it against the wall. I'm just saying that that light, he's got a, like an LEDs all around mm-hmm. them. I don't know if you, the next time you see yeah. like an edge because of that red pinkish color. Yeah, and, and they, they the, 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 the panels itself right here, it hides it. Where this ones are just, yeah. you know, I just did it myself. So. so I heard those panels have uh, different porosities in them, if, where basically, like, one part of the panel, porosity is basically, like, I don't know how I word it, but it's basically, like, all the material intertwined with, like, the small holes in it. Mm-hmm. So some part of the panel will have, like, smaller holes in it and everything closely more dense together, while other panels will have, like, a almost the material farther apart and bigger holes within it. Mm-hmm. And like one part is for like high frequency and like one part is for like low frequencies. Right. Not necessarily if you like a, some kind of, a, like you said, a material, if you put it close together, not necessarily going to, I guess, not diffuse, but absorb, absorb. Yeah, I guess absorb. They're not really absorbing, but when the sound passes through something super dense versus like you said, it's not uh, more farther apart. It's actually works completely different than we think. We think the more dense, the, the more. That's the, what the, I figure, yeah. 
right the the last sound will go through but it depends on on the play on the material and like the i guess fiberglass is one of the most you know like you said you don't want to smash that because actually when you smash it together it loses the its ability the more the more stretched out like farther apart that's when it really works it's just it's a mess so it just you don't you want necessarily want to lose but you want like a mass of them but they're farther apart yeah because i heard if you only have one or like you'll you're only getting rid of like one frequency while like the others still leak through versus i see what you're saying gotcha so completely different material i i wouldn't do it because then you so you're saying one material it's it's iron second is aluminum third is cotton you know a bunch of not necessarily metals but more right that's what you're saying i'm kind of saying like yeah, I mean, I, if that's true, I'd, if that's true too, yeah. I'm also saying just like the density, like this part's more dense, this part's less dense, and you yeah, I think the that. material too. You, you want to be you want like actually more, no, more even. You uh, don't want okay. different materials altogether. You want everything to be same thing because that's the resonance. Every every material has its own resonance. Yeah. You don't want to introduce too many, you know, too many close resonance because then they're gonna distort the sound. You want to kind of like what you're saying, they sparse apart. And that's why with all everything kind of the same thing, like, you know, like wooden metals obviously will will do completely different things. Like, the you know, if you bang it, not that you need to bang in a mic, but, you know, that's that sound. Even in this mic, I want one of those uh, foams, I forget what you call them, but that you wrap around. But I heard they I have... wouldn't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? You mean like a, like, a, like a ball type of stuff? Well, no, they use that in the studio, like one of those, like, just black foams that you hook over. Oh, like a filter. Sure. Filter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I heard they have them on the inside, so... Yeah, yeah this mic, that's what I'm that. saying. This mic, you, you don't need one. Right. Same some, with the SM7B. Some, sometime you need... There's a special mics, but every time... you Don't forget, if you ever put them on, you lose some high frequency. So, if you know, if your mic is pretty dark, like this one is dark, you put something else, you, you lose some high frequency. And sometimes... You know, you need it. Sometimes, if you have like a higher voice, then, or if you have a lower, or, voice. right? Or like like that's why I got this one because I have a deep voice, and I tried the SM7B, and I just didn't like it the same. Mm-hmm. Would you want the foam if you had a higher voice or a low voice? Well, they, yeah. they, it's more for like flossives or like spits. You don't want to spit into my membrane too much. You know, like I said, this pump. one is a exact. This isn't protected. This is already have all that yeah. thing built in, so you you really don't need it. No, I like I like that mic a lot. It's very durable mic. I like it too. It's just ugly as hell. <laughs> I think it has character. You're you're thinking of like some kind of like a nice Neumann condenser or something? I'm thinking of the SM7B. <laughs> you like that better than this? That one looks so nice. Yeah, I had it, oh, but I just okay. did, it didn't work the same, so I had to get rid of it. But I guess this one's got a retro look to it. You know what? Um, I have try a ribbon mic. A ribbon? What's that? Yeah. I wonder how you're gonna sound. Could you say you got a low voice? Yeah, I got a deeper side one. Yeah. Ribbon mic. Yeah. Oh, is that um, is that one of those like old school looking like? No, no, no. All it all it is is just ribbon mics are a lot darker, and sometimes there's a bump in the low end on them. So your voice, I wonder if your voice gonna it's gonna accentuate your you're gonna sound like Barry White. But yeah, you got to get closer to the mic. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. Like, and, um, talk into the mic. Yeah, like, all right, all right, all right. Thanks for the 
day one. I keep forgetting. You got to get down to the basics sometimes. Yeah. You said um, it's a heavy mic, too. I love how somebody posted, like, how do podcasters make money? So I replied, uh, I have the RE20. And one thing that's great about this mic is it's very heavy, which makes it great for mugging. So well, you care, but you don't go, you don't go outside. No, nah, I don't really rob people, but it's, it would be a great weapon for that. Right, I guess. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's very sturdy. It is. You can you can hit somebody, and it's probably not going to break. Exactly. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So bring it back to something like your work. You worked a nationwide commercial campaign for like Jeep, Sprite, Kmart, Verizon, Domino's, Pop Tarts. I mean, those are big brand names. So what kind of stuff would they have you come in to do? So I was producing music. So that right right away. So that time you're producing. Yeah. So that's I kind of almost started. I got into studio and part part jingle pals. The the person I was working with, he was doing tons of commercials for a lot of people. So I kind of became a producer for a company that was doing, you know, Jeep or Kmart. I remember one year, I think we were doing Kmart probably every week, at least once a week, different commercial. Spanish, I would, they would ask me to write some, something that sounds more like Spanish hip hop or something like that. So that I would, I would do, so I would, I would do music, then a talent, which would be like a voiceover or a singer would come in and I would record them. And by the time, and there was this whole approval. So let's say in a day you have to, so you write music by noon, then you record vocals by six or not. Then first thing in the morning, next day it's nine to five type of stuff. And you get them and you send it to them. And during that time, five people are giving you comments and feedbacks change the kick recreate new melody in a song we're going to change the script completely so from that standpoint it was very i think i learned a lot i became very um what's the good word not aware but attention to detail probably like because you have to be a it's a deadline and i felt like it was giving me an, an opportunity to work with music so i was like commercials i'll do commercials Back in the day, commercials were not as cool as they're right now. No, not a lot of people want to be in commercials because it's like, a, I don't want to say the word sellout, but something like that. But now so, they actually like involve a lot more like music, a lot more stuff to do. Yeah, they do music that, oh, we're going to do a Coca-Cola song. Why? Maybe one day I'll get a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what TV show, but it's like, all right, we're going for that uh, Apple commercial kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Because like Apple commercials, they kind of like they take from like like songs versus making their own. Yeah. I guess that's Interesting like the target. Bit, uh, with Chief Keef, when I worked, uh, he had like you know like his name tells it all, right? He smokes a lot. Yeah. So he would get like sponsorship from these companies that make. Um, I think it's a rolling paper. Yeah, I think it's a rolling papers, but they made them some kind of like a little like a like almost like a I don't even know what it's called like. A, where you can put a lot of weed at the same time and it's it's like a joint but it's a, a it's blunt? a construction it's not a blunt but it's let's say five blondes put together and you can just pack them up and he can just smoke non-stop like a I real mean, big one yeah wow yeah uh-huh. so I'm like, you know talking about getting sponsorship like he just kind of he does it and they're they're trying to get him so people probably can see that he's i don't know you know sponsorship <laughs> yeah 
they're trying like to get him to sponsor their weed like making or their weed product yeah yeah and then did you have to do a song for the commercial or the sponsorship no, no. he's actually an interesting guy he he's like a lot into he's very very picky to what he's gonna do he you know just i don't know i don't know interesting i i didn't expect it to be i expected to be just doesn't care though everything but no it was the other way around like he chose what he gonna put his name on he's pretty i would say like a true artist he he understands art as far as i can tell he's really dedicated he's actually caring about it yeah like very like i said and i i knew i knew him for many years but i've never really like worked on one one i think actually at this point i think we were in in l.a somewhere i think in l.a by the time he moved to l.a and we were in his house and like i said that whole they were telling me i'm like what is he smoking you know they're like yeah it's this brand that the the rolling paper company that made it specifically for him <laughs> i was like what i mean there's tons of ev- everywhere that he's at there's all this like like you go give your business card he brings all these like bags of this rolling paper packets and he leaves or whatever it's cut you know because he rolls all the time right yeah so but they made this one thing kind of like for him like where to smoke from but like so you can pack a lot of weed into it that's what i remember so he was like literally like it's just blowing like a big something like you know <laughs> but you you that it doesn't burn like that because you know you can burn right away all thing but you know it's interesting I don't know why we got on this topic, bro. I tried to look it up, and oh wait, no, nah, that's not it. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting stuff. I mean, I never heard about that. It's cool. You get like that inside view to like artists like that. You get to not that I didn't think he wasn't uh, artist who cares about his music, but I didn't think he was. So like now I actually have that answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, he's pretty. He wouldn't just do everything, which is very interesting. What about like uh, any others like Snoop Dogg? I know he you worked on one of his projects, but are there any other artists you have any interesting stories like that about? Well, I don't remember. I think I was trying to go somewhere where uh, where Snoop was at one point, and they were smoking so much weed, and somebody said you probably don't want to go there because you're gonna you're gonna have to smoke. And I'm like, I didn't want to smoke. <laughs> yeah, That's why so, like, when I think of a rapper with pot, he's the one I think of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, the chief keeps, you know, smoke. I mean, a lot of people now, they smoke a lot, but that guy, I've never seen anything like that. Like I said, this whole thing, just... Did you smoke with him too, or...? No. I mean, I, I think maybe I took a puff from one time somebody was passing a blunt or something, or here and there, but not with him, no, no. He's a chief keep, you know. He's a fucking... I don't want to... Kind of like, I don't want to do it with snow. It'll be cool, but you, you kind of... Kind of like drinking, right? You don't want to just go some. We're gonna to go to the bar, and you only drinking one little something. And like, what do we come here for? I don't yeah. know. Do you do you smoke or drink? Um, occasionally, yeah. Like when the situation's up, when it's right. around, yeah. So if somebody invites you and say we're gonna let's go smoke or drink, and then you go and you're like, you order yourself. I'm not drink. having like a time. Right, sitting the whole night. They were like, what do we come here for? Yeah. <laughs> No, then you actually partake in it, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Even if it's like just in the studio? I guess so, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, a lot of times I am on the on the part where I am I keep the, the time. I am the one who keeps the time. All right, guys, let's, you know, Herb, let's, let's get this song 
kind of like have to remind her like out in the back smoking like dude let's get this song um we need a second verse because let's say he laid first verse really quick hook really quick and then left and i copied already i played it 20 times the verse for him to write and it's just not responsive or do whatever you know after some times i'll be like hey man let, let's get a second verse going do you have any ideas or just or say something like that on you know what do you think about this hook let's let's add a couple more parts and you know they could be like no i don't want to or at that point i'm like yeah and they go in and they just like I said lay something else with that we we so partially i am a producer in that sense where i, I make sure the sessions go you know a certain way all right i got you but like also to be in your position you got to understand frequencies you got to understand the studio and you got to be willing to partake in smoking weed <laughs> smoking weed not necessarily but i think it's um just you got to be open to it and not be like you know i don't want people around me to smoke you can't be that person and be in music i think because it's you know weed is it's natural it's kind of like saying you know i don't want you to bring unless you have allergies which i understand like i'm allergic to cats so i don't i can't be in uh you know in the studio and somebody's bringing a cat i'm just going to sneeze won't be able to hear you know see <laughs> yeah so i don't um yeah no i think i think uh you know be okay be professional be cool you know it's like a vibe you know if you want to smoke but it's cool that you know nobody's asked you to you don't need to smoke you know it's not like you have to kind of like i think i think it's more like i said a wide laid back type of atmosphere usually in a studio i feel like that's how most uh smokers tend to be it's sort of like a partake if you like nobody's gonna like shove it down your face right like yeah. drinking is a lot more let's <laughs> yeah. do it man you gotta <laughs> they're uh less uh, optional <laughs> yeah less all right, so yeah, like in the studio, I guess I kind of said like um, you gotta do this, 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 but like, what kind of education, what kind of like work knowledge did you have to gain to actually get into the position you're in? A lot of people ask me um, how do you know I want to learn mastering, so I think that's not something you can learn. I think mastering is kind of like I want to become Leonardo da Vinci. Like it, it just takes time. At one point, you'll you'll get and you'll do your thing, but. As far as just doing engineering, schools are great for two things, networking and, you know, somebody's kind of like letting you know that, you know, you have to do this kind of like, you know, like, hey, um, Bill, why don't you talk into the mic? You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're training you to do that. So if you need somebody to do that, a lot of people do. And I needed it, too, because I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I went to school, but I know some people who started working in the studio first, getting interns, they got to, let's say, to the level of comfort a lot faster rather than, you know, going to schools, colleges rather. And, but, you know, you kind of like, like with anything else, you just got to put the time. So like if the school is for you, then yeah, I think, like I said, I, I got definitely... I think where I'm at today, going to school, I'm constantly going to school actually right now. I, I always sign up for some kind of a online courses, one of those mixing tutorials or some new plugins or something. Definitely always, always looking for stuff. Okay. You like the hands-on internship, working with the 
in the setting versus the uh, school. Like they, them telling you to do a good job, you need to do this, this, this. So like the hands-on approach is much better than I think because approach. it's 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 our business is such a nobody really knows what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like my parents, I think, still asking me, or when they're trying to tell their friend, they're like, "What exactly do you do?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, that's why I'm like, just I'm an engineer at this point. Audio, sound, you know, all the same thing. And um, I think I think there is a better way to say it, but I'm not necessarily hating on any schools. I think school is a way to how to achieve something like either, but you can't just become a mixing engineer out of school. You can't become a master engineer. You're you, either you got to be a sound engineer. Like a lot of producers right now are going to engineering, which is meaning it's like they know how to turn a computer, they know how to turn a bunch of plugins, and they are they're putting products out. And you know because maybe because right now one of those times where it kind of like converges on the sound rather than you know at one point it's like anything works, right? It's like it's. Even the bad stuff is divided into a genre of its own. Like, I just heard some. I don't really listen to maybe uh, heavy, heavy rock or metal. But I had an intern recently, and she pointed out to this. I forgot the group name, but it's some kind of black metal, and it's low end rolled off. So it's all, you know, snare and up high end and screeching guitars and screaming vocals, and that's right. the sound. <laughs> Wow. So I think with stuff like this, you kind of have to get to somewhere. You know, you can't just learn that. You kind of either you have it or, you know, you're gonna, it's going to take time. And along with like the physical, like like you said, setting up the mic or setting up the studio. Mm-hmm. What about like you, you still have to know, I'm assuming like the software is like. Um, like yeah, like that, the other day, you know, we're in COVID, right? Yeah. I got a choir to record. But they asked me to record choir. And they wanted to do social distancing. So I have a live room and I got 12 people to put six feet apart in the live room. I mean, it's a big room, but still, and get them to sound right. So 12 mics, 12 headphones. So you know what I did? This room, um, I converted both rooms into, so you know, like a studio is a lot of times usually like um, there's not a lot of echoes or you know, there's all these panels on walls, right, and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I have this. So, and usually it's not an all the side equally. So for me, it was easier to take that stuff off or to cover it and make all the room more, uh, less, less of that. I'm sorry, I'm going on the tangent, obviously, here. Oh, keep going, keep going. Yeah, less of that absorptive quality, less more echoes i want to be more echoes easier to make more 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 live room i guess rather than cover it completely without with everything in the room am i making myself clear maybe i should start yeah, over. if it becomes too covered it almost sounds dead is that it right right okay. so it's easier to make a studio live by just taking if it's panels on the wall you can just take the panels on the wall now it's complete walls either wood or drywall right on all yeah. the side, it's a big room, and there's twelve people in a in a kind of like in a circle or semicircle, whatever it is. No, I guess it's it's a circle, complete twelve. So I'm like, how do I make it sound great? You know, yeah. and then the 
there's a technique with stereo uh, miking technique where you take two uh, condenser mics and put them like this at 90 degrees each other. In front and of the person, like here. Yeah, so they're they're tight. They're touching. So two mics, they're touching yeah. each other. Okay. Yeah. Right? And you, they have to be uh, in figure eight. Each one mic is figure eight. So I don't know if you ever seen what figure eight looks like. It's just yeah. an eight, right? So figure eight and figure eight. So I recorded was that, and then I had twelve mics, and the one in the middle, that that stereo mic, one mic or two mics rather, sounded better than all of their separate mics combined. Really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I guess it can make it sound more live, more that like maybe you're in an audience kind of sound. Is that what it? It's a, it it sounded like a one thing, and it sounded like a choir rather than usually you record parts of the choir and then let's say sopranos together altos together tenors together usually three parts and then bass whatever but here i had them in circle and had a mic that's picking up a room and like i said the room the room sounded incredible period number one because instead of an absorption instead of uh, putting stuff on a wall i i blocked it and make it all more you know one thing you know if i make once again i think i'm going uh no that makes sense makes sense. yeah also you said it was circle like most of the time I, you kind of want to do the opposite i feel like where you want like everything to dampen and no echo that's what i'm saying right usually you would want that you have 12 people in the room you know you want i want i i kind of thought that by the time i get you know them all first of all it's 12 mic in the room all doing you know like this kind of like what you are yep. and it's you know like if you get too close to the mic you know how it sounds kind of like you hear your voice really well like so the voice becomes pretty big right when you yeah. get too close to the mic it gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah so i want i wanted them not to be bigger but to be one thing gotcha it gives it that more like again like a more real approach it gives it that more like choir person yeah kind of like you individual. you have a you bought a synthesizer or something and you press a note and that sound is incredible right yeah but then you have 12 sounds like that and now you don't know what to do with it yeah, i got you i got you yeah that makes perfect sense i understand 100 yeah. yeah and that that technique so knowing that technique that's called bloom line and it's two two condenser mics and eight figure eight 90 degrees from each other, pretty much just touching, almost touching it. Yeah. The diaphragm touching it. I used, uh, I think, Neumann's U87s, two Neumann's in figure eight. Like your mic doesn't go to figure eight. But, you know, like the mic that next mic, for example, the ribbon mic, are usually figure eight, period. So if you want to set stereo recording, is completely something else that just fascinates me. And we don't do enough of it, especially in modern music. Close, miking, all separate. I've seen that one. I get what you're saying with the figure eight now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it now. Okay. So if you put two figure eight 90 degrees from each other, you see what happens? Like, oh. I don't know if you see it in the picture. Yeah, but they don't get like a feedback loop or anything. Like, they don't mess with each other. It's just, it's like a, you, the, all you have to do is that's the technique that once you do it, you don't even question. The, the, the phasing actually would be the 12 mics in the room, you know, all picking up a little bit of each other. And I thought, well, good thing that I said the room mics because I'm like, the, the other mics sounded like whatever, like, like a crappy, like I said, 
by itself, every one of those people sounded great. When you put them together, it's like a, I got to do a whole bunch of cutting, whole bunch of you know EQing, whatever. And I just and you press the, you hear the room sound. It's like, God. No, I can imagine. Yeah. What about the like? Why is the room circular shape? Because most of the time, I think you it's want. It's not. It's not. No, the room oh, is a circle. Yeah. No, they. I got them in the circle to be oh. six feet from each other as much as I could. Oh, okay, okay. And the only way I can do it is to have a you know stereo mic in the middle, and they're kind of like around that mic with its own, you know. So one guy from another guy is about twelve feet, maybe a little less. One thing I could do. I think studio is big enough for twelve, but something you know. I tried to keep it as much as much as possible. You know, corners yeah. of the room. Four four guys in the corners and next to them, next to them, next to them, next to them, around the whole room. And then in the middle of the room is that mic. And there there to the mic are pretty like about six feet. So one guy on one side and the other side is, you know, I want to say about twenty feet apart. And a mic is like let's say ten feet from not everybody, but you know, somewhere close. You can't kind of control. That's another thing, you know. Once you set its own little thing you know like I'm, i might have to come in but they're doing just takes and you know we were taking take and take and anyway so just knowing something like this is definitely you know really cool so you you won't be able to just you know working on the computer knowing that you kind of have to either work on through somebody or sew it somewhere and be like you know i want to try it because you know a lot of times it's well what if i get phased kind of what you're asking but it's like once once you do it it's like I said, the stereo mic and is it, period, just anyone. And like I said, this 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 setup, the Bloom line, it's kind of like an incredible little thing. Kind of like a little secret. And like I told you about the the panel. If you do a panel, you would increase your sound a lot more than you do everything around you. I never thought of that. I literally thought it would just be the thing right, like the wall right in front of me. No, because the sound in front of you completely cancels out and not completely but because it's a cardioid it cancels yeah. like you know yeah all of that kind of can but the top kind of cancels bottom, complete that okay. yeah the bottom and top the mess with yeah, especially because the, the bottom is you're sitting so it's kind of and the floor is pretty close but the ceiling there's nothing there yeah it's like nothing there at least put a rug there come on no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah rug on the ceiling i'll just do yeah. that <laughs> something but like i said couple like a like a food or even less food like a little couple of chains you can just go on home depot buy four chains with a what do you call them with the you know hooks yeah with maybe like so four chains four hooks each side physical and a panel and panel could be you know just as big as your desk to you know let's say even four by two something like that four feet by two feet okay you can yeah. literally put any, it doesn't need to be any kind of crazy insulation, anything, any, any kind of like a foam, foam, but just, so it's, it's not like a thin, super thin, not a rug, obviously. Yeah. You know, a couple but of something inches decent thick, that does couple the job. Inches thick and, you know, like not getting, not plastered to the ceiling, but just hang it low right above you somewhere. Yeah. Cause I was looking into like setting up like while I'm away from the studio and they all just tried to show me like the things behind you and like put left, right there behind or something but that's mm -hmm. good to know it's noted what about yes. like um i guess like in that case it's easier to do what you did versus like the 12 different microphones mm -hmm. but if somebody wants to have that opens like a what do you call it where the operas are like one of those 
big arenas. If somebody wants like that arena, like yeah, like the hall sound on Adobe Audition, I can just like put a filter on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Does that like when you hear that? Does that clearly sound fake to you? No, can't tell the difference. It does sound good most of the time. The only the only thing that I can tell with some digital stuff is the especially on the long reverbs, the decay. Uh, yeah, the decay of the fate of the reverb of the whole sound. If that decay becomes, I don't want to, I don't want to say metallic, but you know that's a pretty easy word to describe. If it becomes a little bit more metallic, like a slab, it becomes like a slab. If I start hearing a little more metallic sound, sometimes the more expensive one or more thought out plugins, the longer tails are a lot better, more, a lot more like pushy or. You know, like smooth. I don't know what pretty good words are. I think I understand though. Yeah, it's hard to describe like any like just try and like describe a random sound in your head, and it's hard to do that. Let alone the technical I, side. I think you're right. Exactly. <laughs> I think if you would start working with an opera and you get your audition versus recording in an opera house, one vocal, then you can probably tell. But if it's like cheats, the person is singing nonstop, then you can't really tell the difference because the you don't even hear the reverb. You just hear her Doesn't singing. Get that chance. Yeah, she got to stop, yeah. and then you can like, oh, okay, that's the cheap reverb. <laughs> okay, I got you. I think our time's just about wrapping up. But what's like, unless you're sponsored or something, what are some like good headphones or speakers? I got JBL speakers. I have like Jabra Elite earbuds. If somebody wants to get some like good headphones or speakers, you got any mind? Uh. You know, it's not about the speakers, it's about the room. You can get any speakers, you gotta tune the room. No, just for like listen to music. Oh, listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, I'm I'm all about kind of like checking the mixes and masters and how stuff sounds. So I wanna get um Apple headphones because everybody's listening on Apple headphones. So I kinda kinda like force myself to learn um stuff that everybody would have. You got to make the average sound the best because the average is heard by the average. Right. If, if I go with speaker names, there's a company in Australia. I don't know what the budget is, like, but there's a call. Uh, what is it called? Jo- Johnson and something Johnson. And I think I'm going to have to get back uh, on the speakers. Headphones, any kind of noise canceling, I think, are great. Um, Focal, I've listened to. They're probably one of the best headphones that I don't use them, but and I'm not sponsored by them, but I can suggest them. The, the cheaper version, like a couple hundred bucks, whatever, not the $3,000 versions. But those, and the, the reason I'm saying is because I, I kind of test some stuff. So I tested them and they were the best, the best sounding to me for the, for the amount of money that I have to pay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, sounds good then. So what's the final, is there any final thing you want to tell the audience, any final message or anything? Well, maybe I should just do a little like a shameful plug. Sure. Anything you want to plug? Hi, my name is Slavik Livens. I am a master engineer at Chicago Audio Mastering. Thank you for listening to me and thanks, Bill, for having me on your show. Thanks for coming out to the show. And yeah, this has been FM 91.7 WHS stores at the top of the hour. And as always, deuces. This has been the way podcast. 
If you want to know more about The Way Podcast, go to podcasttheway.com.